is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Proverbs 31.30 This is Faithful Women. Okay. So this week we have read about chastity, chapter 11, and then also modesty, chapter 12. And they, they go hand in hand. Um, chapter 12 kind of, you know, goes right out of chapter 11 um, as far as flowing well. So it's good that we're doing them together. Um, it begins talking about how in our culture, we don't hear a lot about chastity. Um, and to be chaste is to, um, you know, that's a part of chastity, I guess, is to be chaste. And that means not participating in any sexual activity that is prohibited. Um, and of course, you know, as adults, we know God forbids fornication, adultery, homosexuality. Um, and this isn't something that, you know, like we're making up or these are our own um, opinions. Like this is from the Bible and it's God's authority that he created. Um, therefore, we should follow it because he wrote the Bible and he wrote the rules. So <laughs> that's what we should follow. Um, but it talks about to be chaste is to be sexually pure, modest, and decent in your thoughts, words, and actions. And it talks about how chastity can be, and modesty, um, can be different than what you first anticipated being. Um, because, you know, in my opinion, I wouldn't have thought of chastity as being pure in your thoughts, even though like, yeah, that does make sense. It wouldn't have been my first initiative to think about it, you know? Um, so I thought that was a good point. And then um, it goes in on page 86 and it starts talking about um, the adulteress, which is the opposite of being chaste. Um, and it says on page 86, it talks about the four ways um, about the adulteress and, you know, things that aren't good. Um, how she's a smooth talker. And in Proverbs 5, 3 through 5, it says, For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lay hold of hell. That's intense. <laughs> Um, so it talks very deeply about it. Um, I mean, there's no throwing punches with that either. There's no, um, way to, you know, turn that anything else, but absolutely horrible. Um, and then the second characteristic of an adulteress is she's attractive and she uses her eyes to send a seductive invitation. Um, and of course this is talking about, you know, women outside of marriage or um, outside of their own marriage. And then Proverbs 6, 23, it talks about um, the, the second part of that verse. And then all the way to 26, it says, Reproofs of instruction are the way of life to keep you from evil, to keep you from the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of a seductress. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart nor let her allure you with her eyelids. For by means of a harlot, a man is reduced 
to a crust of bread and an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. And like I said, that's a woman who's seeking after someone maybe who's married or a married, maybe could be a married woman seeking after another man, but it's not talking about marriage in itself. And then the third, which I mean, obviously we all know what an adulteress is, but the third um, characteristic is that um, she dresses provocatively, she's mouthy, she breaks the rules. And Proverbs 7, 10 through 11 says, And there a woman met him with an attire of a harlot and a crafty heart. She was loud and rebellious. Her feet would not stay at home. And then the fourth characteristic is she flirts and entices and flatters. And in Proverbs 7:21, it says, with her enticing speech, she calls him to yield with her flattering lips and seduced him. And it talks about also nowadays, um, you know, you have to be careful because flirting and this kind of stuff can happen. Um, it can even be done on social media nowadays. Um, you know, we have to make sure that we are um, being holy, which, I mean, there's nobody that I know right now off the top of my head that I feel like, oh man, you know, they're not um, very good at chastity, um, but it is a good thing to review. Um, but like I said, it can be done on social media. I know I see it um, as far as the the flirtiness, I guess, of it, or um, more of the modesty of it on Facebook, even with very, very, very young girls in our culture, um, just through pictures that they would post or things that you just know, you know, isn't the best for them to post. Um, <clears throat> and like I said before <laughs> we even started, this is kind of something hard to talk about because um, it kind of... Um, well, there's no gray matter, I guess you should say. It's just kind of, you know, you got to make sure that you're being holy and presentable with your body um, and with your thoughts and your actions. Um, on page 89, well, first off, do y'all have anything to add to that before we move on? Okay. On page 89, it's talking about... Um, Purity means staying free from all sexual activity until marriage. And on page 89, it talks about um, in Titus 2, 4 through 5, that they <clears throat> admonish the young woman to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, and obedient to their husbands, that, they, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. And then Hebrews 13 Four, it says marriage is honorable among all and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers, adulterers, God will judge. And, you know, of course we know these things are not good. Um, and you'll be judged for them if you have not asked for forgiveness. Um, and then it talks about in second Corinthians 11, two through three, for I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear least somehow as a serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, 
So your minds may be corrupt from the simplicity that is in Christ. Um, <clears throat> it talks about, and then it goes straight into forgiveness. Of course, God is faithful and just to forgive us um, if we make mistakes. And, you know, that includes sexual sin and um, also it's talking about how a Christian lives or our Christian lives in our Christian lives, we are called to live chase um, in all generations. You know, people may say, Oh yeah, that was for the olden days or, you know, 200 years ago or a hundred years ago. No, God didn't write the Bible for just then. The rules he wrote are for the whole entire world for all time. <clears throat> um, his holiness travels through generation to generation. Um, it doesn't change just because the culture changes or the world changes. Um, it is relevant to all generations. So if he said it back then, it's still relevant now. Um, and it talks about also, it gives us the scripture of 1 Timothy 5.22, the second part of that. Um, well, it's talking about... Um, that we shouldn't like, you know, go and do something terrible or something that is a sin sexually and then say, well, it's okay if I do this tonight because I can ask for forgiveness tomorrow. It says we should not presume on his grace to make plans to sin that we can confess later. This just leads to regret. Confess your sins honestly and thank God for his forgiveness and then keep yourself pure. And that keep yourself pure part comes from 1 Timothy 5.22, the second part of that verse or the last part of that verse. Um, you know, that goes without saying, you know, we're never promised tomorrow and um, we don't know if we'll ever have the chance to repent. I know Jason, brother, brother Jason, <laughs> Pastor Jason, I don't know, what should I call my husband? Um, Pastor Jason, he um, has been teaching on repentance for several weeks now on Wednesday nights, and um, it's caused me to have a heart change and understand how important it is because um, I've not necessarily had that kind of background or teaching about the word repentance. I just thought it meant to change your mind, um, but to truly understand why and the benefits of it um, kind of hits home with this verse. You know, we shouldn't just presume that we have the time. Um, who are we to say that we would have time to go back and ask for forgiveness or, you know, to um, use his grace in such a terrible way? Because if we understand how much it truly cost him, we would um, – definitely think about that differently and I'm not saying we're all perfect and we don't make mistakes but we should definitely think about our actions and um, understand the high price that Christ um, that it costs Christ you know to save us and how much he loves us and that should keep us from wanting to um, <clears throat> you know fall into these traps that the devil um, I don't know, you know, that the, everything that's out there um, and everything that falls in this category. Um, and like I said, even with modesty, which we'll move on to there in a minute. Um, and then 
It says, all sexual unions outside of marriage are shameful and sinful and unclean. God created it to be holy and honorable for marriage. And then purity means staying free from all sexual activity until marriage. And God forgives all sin, including sexual sin. We've kind of hit all that. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, I've even had the conversation with a young girl when I was younger, like, you know, we didn't really know what we believed because it seems like the times now are just so much different than they used to be. And um, so I thought that was a good point to hone in on. It's, it's not different. And um, just because there may, it may seem like there's so much more in culture or like in our face, like you can't even turn on the radio without it talking about sex or TV or commercial or anything. Um, it's still important to remain holy. Um, and then that brings us to the questions. Um, well, first before that, it talks about God's will. <clears throat> and it says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 7, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion and lust, that the Gentiles who do not know God, that one, no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also forewarned you and testified, for God did not call us to uncleanliness, but to holiness. And then he talks again about how God will judge it. Um, God blesses obedience and judges sin. Um, how could he be just if he didn't? <clears throat> we cannot live sexually impure lives and look for God's blessings. Sexual sin is destructive and bring misery brings misery with it. And in Ephesians 5, verse 5, it says, For this to you, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of God or of Christ of, and God. And then Hebrews 12, 16 says, Least there be any fornicator or profane person like Yeshua, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. Um, and you know, like I said, God can forgive us for the sin if we've, um, you know, been down the wrong path before, but we should definitely have the desire to, um, have a, a pure life and a, live a holy life, um, because of him and what he's done for us. And then the first question says, what sorts of things can cause a mental uncleanliness? <laughs> I put, um, of course, what you feed your mind, like, um, you could be watching a show that you love, um, that could put things in your mind that shouldn't be there. Um, one of the shows I used to love to watch, and I didn't realize at the time, I guess I should have, um, was the bachelor and the bachelorette i mean like we used to have like parties like let's go watch it together let's make some nachos i don't know but like if you really think about it like all they're doing is like lusting 
trying to sleep together, um, not wearing any clothes or not much. Um, like nothing about it's good. And I was, um, I think it was on Facebook today, or maybe it's on my memory. I don't know. But it talked about like if there's something that doesn't glorify God, I shouldn't want anything to do with it. And so that's the question that Jason and I ask ourselves, you know, when we pick a movie to watch or a show to watch. Um, not that we can't have entertainment by no means. We watch this, these crazy movies about people surviving in like um, Homestead. What's that show? Homestead something. These people go and help these people live out in the boondocks and like whatever but and it's great you know it's great to have entertainment and things that we enjoy but does it bring glory to god you know um or does it take glory from god i guess you could say um because of course everything is not going to bring glory to god like if i watch a show about the bible but it's not taking away from um if you understand what i'm saying so if I'm bachelor, I can I just named off like four things that are not glorifying to God and that God has actually told us not to do and it's sin. Um so why would I be um entertained by that? Why would I allow myself to be entertained by that? Um because you know God hates sin and we should hate sin. And then another quote that pops in my head is how can I be a part of something that has killed my savior you know because if you think about it no sin is greater than another and so even if it's something little sin is what killed god or jesus so how can i be a part of it that's my best friend you know jesus is he gave his everything for me so i could at least give up the bachelor or the bachelorette you know um because it's not bringing glory to him and so that's just my thoughts on it so y'all are welcome to say how you think, um, or what you think can cause mental uncleanliness. And Lord Beth, I can't see your videos. So I don't know. It's okay. It's cause I'm like running around okay. getting stuff done. I don't want to be distracting. Um, I think it, I think with like with you, what you put in is what you get out. Like if you're putting, whole bunch of stuff that's like promoting affairs and stuff like that then I think you see you tend to I guess numb yourself to the severity of how bad it is yeah yeah like it just becomes normal like you said you know like in today's society it's normal like lord look at um who is it cardi b and meg the stallion and they they made the best um performance ever but it was all about sex so yeah i mean that's just what it is like you know see all these memes and stuff that's like what is wrong with this world like you want to take dr seuss away but like WAP is okay. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the culture is like turning. I mean, not that it wasn't already terrible, but just since COVID, I feel like COVID has really had an effect on our world, but that's another time. Um, 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, definitely what you feed your body and what you feed your mind is going, well, I mean, your body too, like we should be pleasing to God in our body also. Um, and, you know, strive to live healthy and eat healthy too. Um, but also your mind, um, because I mean, if you're never allowing yourself to, um, feed on the word and to really eat God's word, you know, be fed and eat yourself, then, <coughs> then, you know, but then you're allowing yourself to watch two hours or, you know, listen to crap on the radio for a drive to work or whatever, um, then your body's going to initially go towards what it's been fed. And um, so, yeah, uh, definitely agree. Um, it can cause you to have thoughts that you don't need. Um, so... The second well, that's the thing with chastity, it, it deals with your thoughts too, not just, I guess that's what the question was, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. No, I said that at the beginning because, you know, when I think of chastity, I don't think of my thoughts. Like, I don't, that wasn't my first um, initial reaction. I mean, yeah, like once you say it, it does go hand in hand, but it's not going to be the first thing I would think of. All right. And you know, your thoughts, and, um, yeah, so, the second question was, do you indulge in sexually impure movies, or books, or jokes, that's, like, awkward, Truth. what, I can't, like, look at you, Truth. <laughs> I, um, we, we have made a decision in our house not to watch anything that's rated R, um, you know, of course it's not pleasing to God, but then also, um, I mean, that's, that's a personal preference too. You know, I'm not telling y'all, this is what y'all have to do by no means, but I have a four-year-old and I'd also don't want her walking in on something that would cause her to have thoughts or have, um, questions way before she would ever, um, need to, or, you know, uh, my life, I grew up knowing a lot more or a lot earlier than I should have. I feel like um, I wish I would have been a little more guarded in some areas. And so um, it caused me some heartache in the future. And Jason, too, and we've talked about it before. And if I can, you know, that's the least I can do as a parent is to not play filthy stuff in my house um, so that my child can see that. And I'm not saying y'all know. Um, I'm not saying that like, um, I can't, I'm telling y'all what to do or whatever, but, um, that's just our personal preference and how I feel about our life. So, um, there was a book that I wanted to read a couple of years ago. Um, what was it? And it's probably not that bad, but I didn't make it through it. It's something about crap. I don't remember what it was. It's like one of these that everybody's read and I'm all about like, oh yeah, that sounds so cute. It's about a girl and she's raped and I don't know. I don't remember. But I like got to one scene and it was awful language and um, I'm like, <laughs> there ain't no way I'm spending my time on this. I can't even finish a book like much less spend it on something that's filthy, you know. Um, I wish I could remember what it was. 
It was one of those like, like get last summer or something. Where the crawdads sing, something like that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, it probably wasn't even that bad. I don't know. I didn't make it through it. Um, so anyways, the third question is, what is the Christian standard for sexual behavior? And I guess that can be kind of a trick question because like, are we talking about the Christian standard from the world or like the true Christian standard? Um, right. I mean, it's clearly laid out in the Bible for you. And you know, like, I don't know. It's a hard, like you said, it's a hard subject to talk about, like, for one, because, I mean, you, you talk about it, but, like, are, are we not all guilty at some point in another? Right. For, of, you know, it just, like, I don't know, like, it steps on your toes. You don't want to talk about things that you're supposed to be doing that you did wrong. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but I also think it's good, um. You know, like you mentioned, it's not easy, but, um, you know, it's something that God's called us. And so it's good that we can talk about these hard things um, and that we have trusting individuals that we can talk to about it together. Um, so I'm thankful for that. I put, um, of course, our ultimate standard is the Bible, um, but, you know, to be holy and pure and and chase um that is our christian standard um you know and we'll get into that more with modesty um and then tasha you just stop you have something to say okay we'll do. <laughs> you know me and betty we can just talk 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 <laughs> um question four oh, said how is sexual purity at war with our culture because sexual purity according to our culture is a thing of the past like you know i mean they say it's not relevant for this culture you know right like or everybody's doing it let's see what it's about yeah or like it's okay to wear those mom jeans that are and this totally sounds like i'm judging um maybe i am i don't know um but it's like the ones with the holes like in the butt you know like or like like at the very top uh, like like just because everybody else is doing it doesn't mean as a christian we should or just because you know maybe that's not the best example but um but, well like as it comes to that as a christian you want to support others in their walk and if you're walking around tempting everybody then you're not being a very good christian yourself like yeah, that's trying to tempt really people because I mean, men are men. I mean, women too, but I mean, you're gonna look. I'm thankful that um, also our men are in the word and uh, renewing their minds also because today's culture is getting worse and worse. And these, you know, I don't know, it's crazy. Um, but that brings us right into modesty and I'll go there in just a second after we talk about this next question. Um, we'll, we'll go back to that topic though, Betty. Um, I just put everything, everything in our culture from the way we dress, not us necessarily, but the way, you know, people talk, the music, the, the TV shows, the movies, every single thing. Like we literally can't hardly watch a movie unless we watch it on you know something that's like 
really old movie. Like we turned on the other night, we turned on a PG movie and it was like babies. How you <laughs> it was like, you know, we're the baby genius or something like that. And it wasn't necessarily bad, but Arlie was like all into it. And the baby was saying bad words, like actual cuss words. And I'm like, I just looked at Jason. He's like, yeah, we're turning that off. Because if the baby's saying it, then what's my child going to think? Oh, yeah, I can go say that. No. And that was like a PG movie. We just have to be so. Well, you know, changed. They've changed the guidelines recently for what is able to be considered PG, um, PG-13, and whatever, because we got Jumanji 2, and it was PG-13, same with Godzilla, and it drops the GD bomb more than once. Oh, man. So, I mean, you just really got to... Well, and I think that the Mama Bear book truly, like warned us like there's so much in that book that we didn't even recognize or realize that's like coming against us and our children in the culture and now we're like oh yeah I definitely know exactly what that is you know um not saying that we're like smart enough to say the big fancy word for it but like we recognize oh that is a thing you know like um for example like feminism like one of the movies you were talking to me about um Sunday Creed's too okay so you said that and I haven't watched it, no, but you said that it like talks a lot about feminism and stuff and like yeah it's like the old woman's like in my day I led a troop of women we didn't need men to do you know and I mean sometimes you do need a man to do it okay <laughs> like when I ran out of gas on the side of the car okay <laughs> Hey, I'm pregnant yeah, and I need yeah. my husband to do a lot of things like a lot like I, I like a lot like I can't lift my child I can't I mean I'm just always tired <laughs> sometimes I just need to sleep like I think it's definitely um I mean I don't know I think it's crazy the way the world's going but um number five how can you take precautions against sexual sin? Again, you give out what you put in. Yeah, I just said watch what you allow into your heart and your mind. Um, be very cautious and guard it um, because you're going to pay for it regardless of what you put in. Like, you put in a lot of word then you're going to reap great benefits. You put in a lot of crap, you're going to reap a bunch of crap. And you might get yourself in the problem where, um, you know, whether it be depression or, you know, some thoughts that you shouldn't have or, um, I don't know, maybe like, um, I don't know, I don't know. But it's, you know, it's all going to... That nothing good or not sorry, nothing bad will ever come out of you reading your Bible. I can promise y'all. The more you read your Bible, you're not gonna regret it. Um the more the word, only you're only gonna read good. So um that and then I would be cautious and careful what you like at home and also for your babies. Don't let them um lose their innocence 
so early because they're going to have to face so much when they start big kids school. And even though we live in these little bitty communities, um, you know, I just hope to be able to guard early from a lot of that um, until, you know, I know we can't forever, but I don't know. You know, we just want to protect our babies. And, um, anyway, so that brings us into the chapter 12, Modesty. Um, and that's page 93. And it's talking about how modesty is an outward flowing of many of the virtues that we've already studied. Um, and then it talks about, um, you know, these are virtues that weave together. Are, are all of these virtues weave together with modesty and in first timothy 2 9 through 10 it says in like manner also that the woman women adorn themselves in modest apparel with propriety and moderation propriety and moderation yeah i got okay. it i got it just give me a second um not with braided hair or gold or costly clothing, but which is proper for women professing godliness with good works. Um, and, you know, I put on here to dress with consideration of others and be humble. And it gives an example of like going to a wedding and like wearing this huge, I don't even remember, maybe something like a flamingo costume, like something that's just outrageous. And you're completely like, dishonoring the bride because it's her day and you're taking the attention off of her um you know that's a small silly example but we should dress and this is what i was talking about with you Lord Beth. like we're going to come back to this because we should dress in consideration of others as christians you know for one we shouldn't dress with the thought of hmm i want to look good today for somebody who's married i mean that's you know like what are we doing? What are our intentions when we dress ourselves? Um, I can tell y'all right now, my intention when I dress myself is to not wear anything tight because it hurts. Like if anything gets on my stomach, it just hurts. I just want to wear pajama pants all the time. But um, so it talks about modesty, um, thinking more about others and not trying to impress others. Um, and then this was big, like, I haven't thought of it this way, but being aware and using moderation and not being wasteful. And it talks about, you know, how we could go and spend so much money just on name brand stuff to look good and to impress people who could honestly probably care less. Um, and I'll be honest, when I first had early Ray, and I mean, you know, y'all both have girls. <laughs> Everybody on here has girls, so, um, I mean, it was hard. I wanted to keep her in everything name brand, like, everything costs a ton, like, you know, that was a hard battle for me, and that sounds so petty and so silly, but I'm just being honest. Um, I didn't want her to dress in anything but the best, and I had to slowly realize, I should have realized faster, but um, I had to realize that's not what any of this is about I shouldn't try to compete with you know other people or try to wear name brand because I want people to think good of me because 
really that's not how it works. Um, it's a lie. And, you know, I, as a Christian, I do need to be more aware and not get myself in debt over trying to dress my child for people who don't even matter. Um, so that, you know, that was like, yeah, God, I got you. Like I'm learning. Um, and I'm not saying you can't buy good, you know, nice clothes or whatever, but I totally was, um, guilty of that one for sure. Um, and I've, you know, I'm learning to use moderation and to not be wasteful. She, I would spend, she would wear something one time and I would spend a lot of money on it. I mean, that's just pitiful. Like that's just wasteful. Um, and literally, um, do y'all have anything to add to that? No, I'm totally guilty of it. Like, I can't tell you how much money I've spent. Like, I just washed a smock dress that costs way too much money that she's worn once. And I don't even think she can wear it anymore. I know. Um, but, you know, we can learn to be more cautious. And it's not saying that we can't go go out and order them whatever but we just need to make sure that we are being cautious and not doing it for the wrong reasons and not overly being wasteful you know what I mean like there's a difference yeah. like I ordered Arlie well you ordered Sadie the same dress but for Easter I ordered her a smock dress um and you know normally nowadays I don't really spend $40 on a dress I may spend $20 on a dress for you know that's the most I'll spend um, from those little cheap websites or maybe Matilda Jane every now and then if it's on sale or used. Um, but, um, you know, I find myself, I guess in two, like my desire isn't so much, like I was caught up in it bad. Like I just all the time was buying stuff and it was just bad. So there's a difference between like wanting to buy something nice for your child and then being caught up in it and only buying, you know, buying, 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 and being caught up in it, literally. Um, so just, you know, in moderation and not being wasteful. Um, and it says, we start with a, a chaste heart that is sexually pure, which causes us to already feel like certain clothes are too tight or low or short. And, um, you know, this is talking about modesty. And when we start with a heart with, with already being you know, already seeing chastity and applying that in our lives that causes us to already kind of, well, and I think the Holy Spirit could probably lead us to, you know, um, I mean, we just kind of already know, like, huh, probably shouldn't wear this. Like, there's really hardly any dresses I can wear nowadays at all. Like, when I buy a dress, it's really a shirt. And I am long, but still, like, um, and two, I think this, this might be one that's a little harder for younger, um, women, younger ladies, because I mean, if you look in culture, all of the young girls just about are wearing like way too tight, way too short. Like I'm like, I'll see people out and I'll just do a double take. Like, are you like women out to eat the other night? And I'm like, whoa, like it just shocked me because this girl had on basically like a bra and a skirt. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? My, my, par 
parents would lose their minds. Like, well, first off, I don't look like that. And I never have. So it would never cross my mind or something like that. But, um, I mean, yes, these girls are, are beautiful and gorgeous and everything. But then I like start finding myself feeling bad for them. I'm like, I hope that they know that there's more than their body to find a man, you know, like, like, I just hope it does. I hope it doesn't leave them into heartache and to go to places that they wouldn't have to go necessarily, um, or get them in trouble with, you know, these sick people out here that, you know, snatch them up. innocent people do what? Yeah. I mean, and that's terrible, but you know, we, we have to be aware of these things too, because we all have daughters and we have sons, you know, well, Laura Beth has a son. I'm going to have a son. Um, but well, you got one cooking. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he'll stay cooking for a little while. Um, but I mean, you know, I see it now, I guess more than ever. I don't know if it's just cause I'm older or if it's just more relevant now. Um, but I do see so much more. I even see moms like wearing stuff and I'm like, Whoa, like what made y'all think that was okay? Like, and for example, I bought some of them. Okay. Now they lie to you y'all. They lie. <laughs> they tell you these leggings are anti-cellulite. They are lifting and they're something. And I bought them and I believed it. And it's a lie because I put them on and you can see my darn underwear. Like I've never worn them because you can see straight through them. And I'm like, this is the thing. Like this is sold out you know, like sold out in Caledonia and I can't even wear them because my underwear shows. So that means probably half of Caledonia has these pants and they're probably all wearing them, which may, maybe they don't even realize that they can see their underwear. But I mean, that's insane. It just blows my mind at some of the stuff that is okay. And like culturally accepted. Um, it really does. And, and, and I have to, like, just take a deep breath, knowing that one day, well, hopefully my child, you know, raising her right, will never desire to dress like that. But whew, maybe, like, I don't know what generation it was that, like, wore, like, the big baggy stuff. Maybe that'll be when Arlene, <laughs> maybe that'll be in style when she gets older. <laughs> um, we'll definitely be praying about that. But, you know, I mean... And then two, you know, the book doesn't talk about this. I know we're kind of getting off a little bit, but if if I do, if I don't dress modest for my child, like as an example to my child, then of course she's never gonna want to. She's not gonna think there's anything wrong with wearing a short skirt that I have to, you know, be so careful when I bend over or um, something that I'm gonna fall out up top in or you know like I want to teach her how to be modest and the best way I can do that is to be modest myself and it you know it talks about modesty isn't just in what you wear um and God wants our um what it says God wants our outside to reflect our inside and I mean I'm sorry y'all but if I'm sitting there wearing some little raunchy outfit 
I doubt somebody's gonna come talk to me about Jesus or God. <laughs> like, you know, like if I'm sitting there trying to like hold it, hold it all together, then that's my concern, not my concerns on myself and what I'm wearing and how I look. Or maybe I dress like that and go out and I see a man or you know, like all these things can happen just because it's one thing after another. Um, and, I, you know, I'm talking about like I'm married. So, of course, that wouldn't be right. And it could be somebody who's married and going out and trying to dress nice to make other men look who may be married themselves. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's just all kinds of mess that could happen. Um, so, of course, we need to be modest when we dress um, and let our outside reflect our inside. Um, and then it talks about being modest and adorning ourselves with good works. And, you know, good works are not a bad thing. Um, good works are actually, you know, something that we're supposed to be, we're supposed to have. If we're a follower of Christ, we can't help but bear bear fruits. It's just it just comes hand in hand. Um, and then it talks about Paul and how Paul tells um, women who are Christians who profess godliness to keep their priorities straight. So, you know, make sure your priorities are kept straight. Um, in modesty and chastity, you know, make sure you're, this can go back, we've been talking about everything that we feed our minds, um, how we dress, what we watch, what we listen to, um, you know, make sure your priorities are straight, make sure you were bringing glory to God, um, don't look for approval in what you wear, and we kind of already talked about that, um, don't strive to, strive to be like the crowd looking for attention and affirmation, I've been there, done that. Um, in my adult life, <laughs> this is so sad. In my adult job, like my big girl job, I've tried to like be a part of the mean girl club. Didn't know it was mean girl club at the time, shortly after I realized it was and got my tail out of there. But um, like, you know, I mean, it's not about all of that. What it is about is God his holiness and that should be our focus not any of this other mess that doesn't matter um and we should be striving for good works in god um so do y'all have anything to add to that i feel like modesty was a little quicker than chastity if not we'll go on to question number one what are some of the rules for modesty you have adopted or others have adopted for you? I guess just like the way you dress. Like, I know there's so much more to it, but like, for real, that's a big part of it because, you know, if you stand out, you know, you're drawing attention to yourself from others that you know may need it like you said like at the wedding or whatever you know you're right. you don't know that you're not provoking unpure thoughts in other people who that's the last thing they need you know yeah and that shouldn't be our, I know, our mindset like when we're getting ready is 
you know, how can I bring attention to myself? No, I'm like, if I want to dress to impress, I'm like <laughs> trying to impress Garrett and be like, hey, babe, <laughs> what up? How you doing? You know? I'm learning. I ain't worried about nobody else. Right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just put, of course, tight stuff, short stuff, how you, how, you know, basically what you wear. Um, I don't know. This might be something that, you know, if other people were a part of this, might would look at differently or have some different um, opinions here or, you know, something different to add. Um, so. Um, but mine were kind of the same as yours. And question two says, how would your own wardrobe be affected if you were thinking in terms of propriety and moderation when you shop? Right now, I'd be okay because it's full of hand-me-downs. <laughs> um, I've gotten better, I will say. I really have. Um, and my child's closet, I feel like, has gotten a lot better. I really do. I mean, yeah, a lot of mine is from Factory Connection <laughs> or hand-me-downs yeah. or um, like somebody selling something on Facebook. Every now and then I'll go to like the boutique and buy something. Like I just bought that blue dress and that cardigan. Yeah. But I'm also pregnant, so that's probably something that's really helping me not buy clothes. <laughs> just being honest. Um, yeah, like I used to like every time I would get paid, go to a boutique and spend $150 just like at the drop of a hat and be like, oh, look what I got. I got a t-shirt for $30. <laughs> Makes me so mad. T-shirt for $30. I don't even like paying 20 yeah. No, now I get Ripley to do it. Shout out to Pippi's Prince. <laughs> She'll listen to this. <laughs> Sponsor us. Sponsor us. Shout out. You're the best. Like, <laughs> you hook me up. So and like even for the kids' shirts. Like I get her to make like t-shirts for them and you know, I mean, her prices aren't ridiculous, plus I'm family, so, you know, that helps out, too. Um, Are you saying you get the left-finger discount? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, I, like, even... She doesn't charge an arm and leg. It's not $30 for a t-shirt, you know? And, like... Boutique shirts, like that, oh my gosh, boutique style is my style, but, you know, I'm, I'm unemployed at the moment, so. <laughs> per choice, Betty, there's a difference. <laughs> per choice, I'm, I need to stay away from boutiques. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, number three, how do some women take modesty to an extreme? Is that moderation? I'm sorry, say that again. 
How do some women take modesty to an extreme? And is that moderation? Tasha. Yeah. Go ahead and answer that. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so like when I think of it, I hope I'm thinking of it right. Cause this is really going to be bad if it ain't right. <laughs> when I think of it as an extreme, I think of people who may have read a couple Bible verses that talks about makeup or cutting your hair or wearing pants. And I think about maybe they take that and run with it to the extreme and how that's not moderation. But I hope that's where that question was asking or what, where the direction it was leading us to go. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. Like, I get what you're saying. Catch my dream. Because that's where, that's where my mind goes to. Like, I think of people who are totally against going and getting your hair done and um, getting your nails done or makeup or anything like that. But Yeah, I, and I, I don't think, think any of that stuff is bad. But like, like the whole book talked about, or the whole two chapters in moderation, you know, like our main focus shouldn't be about our looks and ourselves, that that's all we think about, that we don't spend time with our family, we don't pay our bills, we don't, um, you know, like that, it consumes us. Um, right. There's nothing wrong with you know, buying a nice outfit or getting your nails done or wearing makeup or getting your hair done, whatever, y'all, my needs done bad. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but when we let that lead how we live our lives and drive our lives, then that's when it becomes a problem when we put it before God. Um, and yeah, that can be put before God in many ways. Um, and so I think that's when it becomes a, a problem. Um, and then the last question we have is, what are some of the good things to put on today? You cut out. What are some of the what? Because what are some of the good deeds you can put on today? Are you eating candy? No, I'm opening spaghetti noodles. Um, good deeds as far as like outreaches or does it go hand in hand with modesty or well, I feel that, like the good deeds could be like the virtues that we've learned about, like kindness, gentle, gentleness, cheerfulness, modesty, chastity. Like, you know, we put on those good deeds um, as virtues of God because God's called us to be holy um, and he's called us to good works. Um, but y'all may have a different perspective on that. So go for it. I could practice modesty by working on my moderation and getting rid of yeah. these piles of clothes that I have <laughs> that are too many. Yeah, I can for sure. And pay it forward on that. That's what I'm doing. I've got three big old bags about to go to Palmer home. <laughs> um, I've been nesting, so I have done nothing but clean out every room in my house. 
for the last month or two, so I'm trying to. Hence why my closet is full of hand-me-downs. <laughs> Crochet you. I need all your old clothes that you can't wear that you're, that are too big for you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, At least the style nowadays is bigger. Like, I can wear a lot of my old clothes. But, um, yeah, I think for sure, like, put on your good deeds, just like Tasha said, um, as in modesty. Um, and also, like, you know, use the moderation for sure. Um, when we shop, you know, I went, man, there's this really cute shirt that all the teachers ordered, and I didn't get the memo. And it's so cute, and it's got an Easter bunny, and it's got leopard glasses and it's hot pink and it's just so cute and I was like oh my goodness I just have to have that so I went online and like was gonna order it today and I'm like oh, I have two weeks before Easter I have like five Easter shirts already like really you know and maybe like this is a good example like this is why this happened today um so I could use it as an example but I didn't order it because I got busy <laughs> but it's probably a part of me needing to use moderation because I don't need it, you know, that's $20 I'd spend on a t-shirt to wear possibly two times, maybe three, and then hang it up in the closet till next year, and I'm probably won't even like it next year, you know, I mean, honestly, it's being wasteful, um, you know, so, and normally, Arlie, this is so bad, y'all, you know, she's been my only child for a long time, and she's a girl, <coughs> So, <clears throat> when it's like a holiday, I'll like order her several outfits so she can wear the week of the holiday. Like, she'll wear something every day. <laughs> That's so bad. Like, I do it too. But um, now I did order, now that we're talking about this, I did order her two outfits yesterday. Um, they were $12. And I ordered them because. She's got one shirt that's like a t-shirt and she's got one dress that's going to fit her like a t-shirt this year. Um, so she really doesn't have anything to Easter egg honey in and I don't want her to ruin her dress. So I was like for $12, I can justify it. And I bought them big. So hopefully she can wear them next year. So I was trying to be not wasteful. Um, yeah, Teddy's going to wear her shirt that she had last year to Easter egg honey in. But, I mean, other than that, like, but, it, okay, I'm, I'm going to be making an excuse for why I do it, because every holiday at daycare, they do, like, a spirit week theme, and it's, like, Valentine's Day, this day you wear pink, this day you wear hearts, this day you wear red, this day you wear Valentine's shirt, this day you wear pajamas, so, I mean... You kind of got to go with it, right? For sure. We wisdom intimidates me. They post <laughs> pictures. Yeah. I know. So then you can't, like, have your kid be the only kid that's not dressed up. Ours, too. For sure. <laughs> Especially, like, Dr. Seuss is the worst because it's every single day. Yeah. And it's very specific. So, I thought it, like seriously spirit week Christmas they don't do Thanksgiving because they're only there three days um but spirit week 
Valentine's Day, Christmas. I think that's all. And then they do yeah, the, three, the Red Ribbon Week. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's like, what, three, four I'm times right. a year? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy our study. Join us again.